Hey, beautiful souls. Welcome to today's episode of Evolving Convos with Andrew. And I'm Elena. And we're so excited that you're here today. I truly believe that if you're uh, finding today's episode, it's because you were drawn to it. And there's something inside of you that is calling it. And there's something inside of it that is calling you. And, you know, just a VR moment. Again, that's our vulnerability moment. I had to take a step. This is actually take three because Elena was able to point out beautifully how personal uh, this development is for me and how fresh it is and um, how much this series of self, okay, and then this specific episode of loving yourself first is really, really resonating with me um, during these recent, I would say the last six or eight months. So um, I had to take a moment, I had to recompose myself, remind myself who I really am in my higher self, and really honor where I was, right? Because I was, I was telling um, Eric and, and Elena the fact that, you know, I was struggling with trying to find out how do I want to show up? Because who is Andrew? I'm still discovering that. So thank you. That's my VR moment. And how beautiful is that? That first of all, this podcast, this episode, yeah. everything we do is totally unscripted. Exactly. Because we wanted to bring that authenticity here. So how beautiful is it that we share that with Mm -hmm. everyone to say, listen, this really is a journey. Yeah. Yeah. And where we are on that journey is okay. Beautiful. I'm so, so excited to get into that and see how we can continue unveiling that and uh, unveiling that and um, finding deeper purpose in that. So tell us a little bit about your perspective and what's your thoughts and your feelings and uh, what's your thoughts on um, loving yourself first and how does that play a role in our development, our evolution of our life? So first of all, I love love. I'll say that again. I love love. (laughs) I think love is the most beautiful form of the purest energy we could ever give. Mm Mm-hmm. Number one, first to ourselves. Yeah. And then secondly, to every other interaction we have in our life. Mm-hmm. And I feel so strongly about loving yourself first because I think it was my biggest lesson that I had to learn for myself. Um, and I remind myself, that's why I'm like, it is okay to be on that journey of self-love because yeah. I remind myself of it every morning. Yeah. Um, what is self-love? What so does that mean to you? Self-love to me means... And it's breaking it down to just honoring who you are mm. in every moment okay. without judgment, yes. without restriction, okay. without shame, without guilt. Yeah. It's just who you are mm. and okay. allowing yourself the freedom okay. to experience and feel whatever it is you're feeling. Yeah. Because we are our biggest critic. Yeah. We are our biggest critic. And we're so hard on ourselves so much that it's like, there really is no shortage of love. Yeah, for sure. And if we could just give ourselves all that love. Yeah. What is that? What is the opposite of that? So what's one way that you, you, you loved yourself first today? So every morning I get up and I... I put my music on and I get into my own space and I dance, Mm -hmm. I dance alone in my bedroom, whatever. Um, My kids are used to it by now. They're like, mom, whatever. 
you know, when I first started doing it, they were like, why is the music blasting at 7 a.m.? Mm-hmm. I'm like, listen, this is how I get into myself. Yeah. You know, I also blasted at like 12 o'clock midnight, too. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. <laughs> um, but and then, you know, I look at I make it a point to look at myself in the mirror every morning. Okay. And tell and literally, whether it's verbally, non-verbally, whatever, tell myself you are beautiful. Mm-hmm. And you are, you have always been deserving yeah. of the life that you want. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Because I know for me, it was such a struggle of saying formally, okay, I'm going to get the life I want when I lose weight. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to get the life I want when I look a little bit different. Okay, I'm going to get the life I want when I obtain my degree. Yeah. I'm going to get the life I want when I'm at a certain level in my career. And I always remind myself, not only is who you are right now good enough, but you were always good enough. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. You were always deserving of that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So in essence, um, what is ways that you can remember that you didn't show up for yourself and you didn't put yourself first and you didn't love yourself first? So So I was married for like nine years. And a pivotal point in my journey where I realized not only was I not recognizing myself, but my husband at the time didn't recognize me. Um, is we So we had five children at the mm-hmm. time. I was raising three of his children. Yep. And um, my, my biological children, my daughter must have been about five. And my son was probably three or four months old. And I remember laying in bed, feeding my son Mm. and my ex-husband walks in and he is all excited about becoming a bodybuilder. Mm. This is what he wanted to do. Mm. And he's like, Elena, I need to go to the gym twice a day for three, four hours. He said he was going to gym anyways. I don't Mm -hmm. hear nor there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The point is, as I was listening to him express to me that this was his dream and this Mm -hmm. is what he wanted to do. It was almost like I was having an out of body experience watching this whole conversation happen. Like Mm -hmm. I wasn't really even there. Yeah. Yeah. What I heard so clearly in that moment was he is never going to see you Mm -hmm. because here I was dedicating my life to being a mom, to being a wife, to doing all these things that I didn't even know who I was anymore. I had forgotten all my own dreams Mm -hmm. and I not only forgotten, but I negated them for what I thought was love. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was taught that when you give to other people, that is love and you give to them so much. Your own family. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. That that is love. That's, right? a, that's a that's that's a that's a belief right. that has been instilled in us. Right? right. The more we give back, the more we love our family. The more exactly. we give them, that equates to how much, or that would result to how much we love them. Which, in yes. theory, that's a very very false. And belief. I think the biggest lie of that is like you're supposed to be fulfilled for that. Yeah. yeah. Why would I ever be fulfilled from giving everything to you? Yeah. Yeah. There's literally nothing left to give myself. Yeah. What yeah. kind of fulfillment is that? No so, fulfillment so, that I'm interested so, in. So what was the biggest change when you experienced that? So when I realized that 
he never saw me. So as Mama O calls it, that's an aha moment. Yes. Right? So you had your aha moment. Yes. And then what happened? My biggest, my real aha moment mm-hmm. was that I didn't see myself. Yes. Really what your soul was telling you. Yes. Yeah. You don't see yourself. Yeah. And then what I later realized is when you don't see and honor yourself, Elena, how can you ever expect anyone else to? Yeah. Yeah. This is beautiful because this gets into a lot of what the philosophy that I believe or the, or the, I mean, let's call it the philosophy. So when there's a disconnect, so everything in life is a projection of self, right? Right. If we don't believe that, I would just encourage anyone to look over their lives, figure out something that you wanted, and then you would identify sometime in the near future, you obtain that in some way, right? right? Right. So we are literally the creators creators of our lives, Firstly, uh, first thing. Second thing is everything outside of us is literally a projection of self. Right. So what you're describing is that exact same thing is there was a disconnection with you two because there was a disconnection with myself. Self. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So beautiful. So yeah. after that, you made the decision to love yourself first. So I made no, because I didn't know what that meant. Right. Well, obviously, you were not able to articulate it then. Right. But subconsciously, you were making right. steps that were loving right. yourself first. Right. I didn't realize that my journey and let me add was some con- about self-love. And let me add some context for, for, for the listeners. Elena at this time was 350 pounds. 300, uh, somewhere around there. Okay. 300 plus pounds. Yeah. Okay. And the only reason why I'm adding this is because... When Elena t- shared this story with me, probably uh, maybe six months or so ago, what hit me was the fact that you were literally, which obviously my story resonates as, as well, is you literally were drowning in sorrow, right. in obesity, dying. Right. And your husband that never sees you right. literally walked in. And instead of telling you, my love, I want to take on this new ambition of life and help you right. transform in the gym. And you're right. going to be my first client and you're going to be my most proudest client. Right. He, he in turn and said, what? That he you got to do more. Right. And you know, the amazing girl, what the, you said, the amazing thing, you know, I better call the police. That's that, what I know. <laughs> in that moment, I, I, I looked at him and, and just to show, like, at that moment, I really didn't even understand the magnitude of that conversation yeah, because yeah. after he was done giving me his entire spill of why he wanted to be a bodybuilder, he goes, well, what do you think, babe? And I said, I think we have five kids mm-hmm. and I think our focus needs to be on them because I really wasn't ready to accept the responsibility of myself at that, po- at Beautiful. that point. Beautiful. So I diverted wow. it to the kids. Wow, that's deep. Yeah, I wasn't wow. ready. We deflect on others when we are not willing and able to focus on ourselves. Exactly. Wow. So, In I, other words, we give to others what we're not able and willing exactly. to give to ourselves. Exactly. So I turned wow. it around and I said, well, we have five kids and we need to focus on our five kids. Really mm-hmm. not even, I could not even have that honest conversation with myself yeah, at I that know. point. Yeah. And he said... In a in a in a very short version mm-hmm. that I was selfish mm. and that I didn't support his dream. Mm. Interesting. And I thought to myself, "What are your dreams? Yeah, Would like you. I don't even know who I am anymore. Yeah, I have no idea who I am. Yeah. And I and I I share this like even 
looking back at like my house and my bedroom at the time and the colors and all that in my house, I'm like, I don't even like these colors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even like my room. Mm-hmm. But it, it, but even asking myself the simplest question of what is your favorite color? Yeah. Like, I didn't even know. know. Yeah. I didn't even know. I had no yeah. idea who I was. Yeah. Yeah. And it took me a long time to really process and understand that because yeah. at that time I was so evolved involved in I didn't want to lose my marriage Mm. I wanted my marriage to work I never signed up to be a single mom I never signed up to be divorced I never wanted my kids to come from Mm -hmm. or to have that um because I didn't have a stable childhood yeah so it was like the one thing that I promised myself was that I'm going to give my kids the most stable childhood yeah but what I didn't realize at the time is the stability that I could offer them was not in that marriage. Mm. It was on my own. Mm. Because the healthiest version of me was outside that marriage. Yeah, yeah. And that allowed me to be the healthiest version for my kids. Well, remember, the, the, the marriage was a reflection of the dysfunction that was happening internally. Of course. So obviously, as you started working internally, the external things had to start changing because they no longer match what was happening inside of you. So therefore, the outside was looking like a mess because the inside was looking like a mess. When you start cleaning up the inside, the outside can no longer start looking like a mess because it no longer reflects the inside. So therefore, you start cleaning up the outside. And I remember... And good for you doing that because that took a lot of bravery and courage. I honor you. It is extremely scary to be in the place of not knowing who you are. Yeah. And and let's pause for a moment. So I want to add that, you know, I love the fact that this conversation came up because as, as Elena said, none of this is scripted. So all of this is literally just coming up as it comes up. And the reason why I say that is because perhaps you're listening um, and your, your obstacle is not a marriage. Maybe it's education. Maybe it's weight. Maybe it's, um, self-confidence, maybe it's depression, maybe it's addiction, maybe it's alcohol, maybe it's food, maybe it's drugs, right. maybe it's porn, maybe it's TV, maybe it's, and as you can see, the list goes on and on. Right. Whatever your circumstances are today, know that there is hope. Right. And that is really the message we want to send, is that there is hope, there is self-salvation, because right. that's exactly what you're describing. Right. You had an internal awareness you you came to a new reality a new discovery of yourself and you told yourself god damn it there has to be a better life exactly and even if there isn't a better life i know that this damn cookie no longer tastes good exactly yeah so beautiful beautiful and that is literally the conversation that i had with myself yeah yeah and i told myself anything has got to be better than this yeah but I have to make the steps to walk away. So let me ask you this. What do you think your most restricting belief was that was holding you back from obtaining that? I wasn't good enough. So you believed. Now, this is what the people have to understand is we there's two ways of us thinking, right? Really, there's three. But the two main ones that we're aware of the mainstream is we have the conscious thinking, which right. is what I'm doing right now. Right. Well, they call it that, but I would. That's another story. The point is I'm talking, I'm consciously thinking that I'm going to talk with Elena sitting down. Right. Subconsciously are things that are happening in the back of my mind that I'm currently not aware of or 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 in control over to a in control. I'm not in control of 
there's a word. I'm not in control of because I'm not consciously aware of it. Right. So when, hence the word mindfulness, when we become consciously aware of our thoughts, then that's where it it literally shifts from the, from the subconscious to the conscious, and right. then we become aware of it. Right. So subconsciously, you were taught that you were not good enough. Right. And how did you learn that? That I wasn't good enough? Yeah. I So this is actually a really good question because I was thinking about this the other day and I, I was thinking about relationships and how we show up in relationships. And I, I told myself, if you are in a relationship with in any capacity, romantic, friendship, any relationship, and someone is not able to articulate their core wounds, they really don't understand them themselves. Wow. Okay, you got to repeat that. So if you are unable to articulate your core wounds, Mm -hmm. you really cannot expect them to show up and be honest with you because they can't be honest with themselves. So I, my core wounds stemmed from my um, grandfather molesting me Mm. and my parents not protecting me. And And you went into depth in in, in the intro episode, but... It taught you what? It basically taught me that I wasn't good enough. Yeah. The message that I received. You were not worthy of what? Whether intentional or not. Yeah. Because um, thankfully, my mom and I have really come a long way in our relationship yeah. since then. Yeah, beautiful. And, and it took a lot of work to be in the place that we are now. Beautiful. Um, But it doesn't negate the fact that the message that I received mm-hmm. was that I wasn't good enough. And yeah. what I didn't understand until later on in my life is that it had nothing to do with my worth mm. and every, cause I deserved that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't get what I deserved. Yeah. Yeah. That little girl did not get the parents that she deserved Yeah. yeah. in that moment, in that time. So that sent you a message of what? I'm not worthy to be safe. Right. I'm not worthy to be cared for. Right. I'm not worthy to be understood. Right. I'm not worthy to be protected. I'm not worthy to be cared for. Right. Okay. So that's a beautiful thing, man. Right. And we subconsciously correlate that to our current situation. Exactly. Yeah. And so when I was in a marriage where it was not the healthiest and both parties, I wasn't the healthiest version of myself either at that sure. time. Um, I thought that that's what I deserved. Yeah, yeah. And I thought I had to be thankful that I had anything at all. Yeah. yeah. No matter what it was. Yeah. And it was like asking for even more. Mm-hmm. Like, who are you to ask for more than that? Yeah. yeah. And now I understand who am I not to? Yeah, exactly. Who am I not to ask for greatness? Yeah. Who are we not to ask for greatness? Beautiful. Because we deserve all of that and so much more. Yeah. So one of the main reasons why we really, really wanted to start the the first um, series with self is because Elena and I wholeheartedly feel that everything comes back to self. Yep. Okay. Now there's a huge, at least for me, I dealt with a lot of subconscious beliefs regarding self. Meaning, um, you know, again, I was raised in the in the Christian Pentecostal environment, which you know, basically, with all due respect, you have to be a doormat in order for you to be honored by the church or for you to turn the other cheek would be another verse that they've used. I think what I hear is mm-hmm. you saying you have to relinquish your entire self yes. in order to connect yes. and be honored that you're showing up yes. 
and um, I didn't grow up in the church, so I don't know the lingo they yeah, use, different. but basically to be worthy yeah. of God's love or salvation or, or whatever it is. But you know, the interesting thing is, <clears throat> is as I continue to deep, uh, as I continue to dive into this deeper and deeper, what I, what I, what I realize is I have found that it doesn't matter what religion and it honestly doesn't matter what culture, there's a disconnect in self. Right. Right. Absolutely. So, so, so one of the reasons why, as I was saying, one of the reasons why we wanted to do the first series as self is because the disconnection always happens with, with ourself. Self. Exactly. However, one of the things that I wanted to make sure I communicated was the fact that everything is well. What, and what I mean by that is, is where we find ourselves today and where you find yourself today, sitting wherever you are, listening wherever you are is exactly where you're supposed to be. The evolution exactly. of yourself and the evolution of your life is not one day behind and is not one day ahead. It is in the precise moment that you and God have agreed upon. Exactly. And I think a, a great point to point out too is even when you discover and you make the decision consciously to say, I want better, mm-hmm. that, does not make, that does not mean your journey smooth. No. Because I went through very dark times before I had a before I really evolved and had my breakthrough. Yeah. And I think we're so I know for me I was so hard on myself. Like, you know you want more, you know you want better. Why are we still stuck here? Mm-hmm. And it was like, my God, like give yourself compassion, mm-hmm. give yourself grace. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not until you look back that you really see how far you've come. Yeah. And how much strength it takes for you to even show up. Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember just to do normal functions, like get up in the morning, get my kids ready for school. I mean, I had a five-month-old at the time. It was, and then my daughter was five. And I was taking care of them by myself. I was in school full-time, worked full-time. My son wasn't even sleeping through the night. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally, like... I'm like, even to get through the moments yeah. of like, how do I even get through the day yeah. was a lot. Yeah. I had to scale myself all the way back and say, Elena, we're going to get through the morning. What do you got to do? I got to get the kids up. I got to feed them. I got to get them dressed. I got to drop them where they're supposed to be. Okay, all that's done. Now, what do you need to do? I need to go to work. Yeah. I need to finish these reports. I got whatever I had to do at work. Okay, because to even think of the day was yeah. so granular in my mind that I was like, I can't even, yeah. this is so overwhelming. Yeah. So I had to scale it all the way back yeah. Yeah. until eventually it was like, okay, now I'm ready to think about the entire day. Yeah. It doesn't bring me so much anxiety to where I feel like I can't even move because mm-hmm. I don't even understand how I'm going to make my next step. What is my next step? I don't even know what it was, yeah. you know? Yeah. All I knew is I had to go forward. Yeah. All I knew was like I had to keep moving forward and whatever that meant for me. Yeah, so all of our journeys are going to be different. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like, you know, that's the what a lot of people call the dark night of the soul, which is basically what the Bible refers to your old man dying mm-hmm. and you becoming your new person. Right. right. Which is the rebirth of your true, authentic, most highest self. Right. And that is the dark night of the soul. And if I may say, it is scary as 
fuck. Exactly. It's almost equivalent, if we had to put in human words, where you're literally crossing the desert in order to get the other side, right. expecting that the other side will have uh, food and nourishment, et cetera, and shelter. Um, and if anybody finds themselves in that path, as I do, keep walking through it because all is well exactly. and all is okay. Exactly. And give yourself grace. Yeah. I mean, I remember a time where um, I I was really in the early stages of divorce and I thought to myself, like, how do people cope with this? Right. I was looking for resources like support. Like, how do people even cope with this? And I'm like, well, people drink. So I want to go out and I'm going to buy. I'm not a big drinker. I don't really avidly drink in my life. But I was like, hey, this is what people do, because. Again, I wasn't really ready to deal with the pain of who I, yeah. what I was experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, well, how do people, okay, they drink. All right, fine. Let me go that route. And I, <laughs> I went to the store. I bought a bottle of vodka. I will never forget this. And I said, I'm going to drink. So that night my kids were in bed. Everybody was sleeping. And I said, I'm going to pour myself a drink and let's just see how this goes. <laughs> it did not work. Yeah. <laughs> I think I had like two sips of that thing. And I was like, this is insane. This is not for me. And I said, Elena, you're taking the easy way out. Yeah. I literally had that conversation with myself. I said, you're not going to forget who you are mm. with this vodka. Mm. And I kept that bottle of vodka mm. in my freezer. Till this day, it is in my freezer. Yep. I think there's maybe a shot or two of it missing to remind myself that you're not going to take the easy way out anymore because you deserve better. That's huge. You yeah. deserve better. We're not going to numb our way with alcohol. We're not going to numb our way through sex, yeah. through drugs, through food, through yeah. none of that. Yeah. Yeah. We, You're going to discover who you are. Yeah. As painful as that journey may be, I knew that on the other side, it was something better. You know what I think is 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 mind blowing is the fact that we've had two different paths and we've experienced it. You I mean quite differently? However, in regards to the healing process uh, or the healing journey, but and when it comes down to the fact that it always comes down to self, right? And I, I mean, I always hear that whenever right. you know you're talking, or I or I hear somebody else that's saying. You know, or or they're abusing to what you were referencing some substance. It's like right. it always comes down to self. There's a disconnection in right. self, and honestly, it's not anyone's fault, right? Because you don't know what you don't know, so right. therefore you can't teach what you don't know. Right. And I saw a meme the other day that really resonated with me. We are all victims of victim, right. of victims. So when you really think about it, right? Everybody that has done harm to us. In some form or capacity, someone has done done harm to them, and they exactly. didn't know that they had the ability to stop. Exactly. That. Yeah. So share, let me share a little bit of 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 my philosophy on on perhaps where I don't want to get into where we come from or my thoughts on that, but I will say that we aren't who we think we are. <laughs> meaning, we come into this earth with a beautiful, beautiful plan and role and script and we have such amount of potential that we're not even aware of right secondly is that we are not taught in society that everything we need externally which is exactly what you just spoke about 
the food, the sex, all of that shopping, all of that great stuff right. that we consider great in society, rather. All those things are external, okay, right. sources to try to ease or soothe or numb our pain that we have in theory, internally. And which, by the way, never works. Never works. Never which works. Is why we're in the, which is why we're in the position that we're in. But it's so beautiful and it's so well because you don't know what you don't want until you know. Excuse me. You don't know what you do want until you know what you don't want. That's the contrast that we're experiencing right, right. now on Earth. Right. Is because we know that the money, the food, the shops, the games, the drugs, the parties. Since we know for the last hundred years that it yeah. has not satisfied humanity right this is exactly what the desire is manifesting on the other side which is the great awakening and the reason why i brought all that up is because when we understand that and again i don't know why i'm reharping on this the entire video but it's so easy to hear the stories that you and i are sharing and we don't know where to start and it was a beautiful conversation when we were having in, in one of our production meetings of saying, we always know the answer. Actually, I think it was last night at dinner. Mm -hmm. We always know the answer. Right. It's so important to look within. I always tell myself when you're asking the question, it's because you already know the answer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In most cases, we don't and realize we're seeking exactly, validation. Exactly. Yeah. And um, sometimes we don't want to hear the answer. Yeah, we're not ready. And when That's you okay. ask questions of people that you know are not going to really be honest with you, it's almost like you're kind of easing over to say, oh, well, this person said like this. So yeah. that means I was wrong. Yeah. You know inside of yourself Correct. before you even, e even ask the question, yeah. the answer. Sure. And so I always like I make it a rule to myself. Like I don't ask other people about relationships. I don't ask them how I for advice, so to speak, on relationships and how I I, I ask myself. And I always bring it back to myself. Yeah. I don't turn it on to other people. And right. I say, Elena, how did that make you feel? Yeah. And is this really a reflection of their actions or is it triggering something inside of you? that we need to deal with Correct. separately that you're, it's not fair to even put on the other person. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So most of what we, I mean, beautifully well said, but most of what we experience in life is really a self projection of our internal state. Right. And that's hence why we get, when we get to a blissful state, which the Bible refers to as heaven, you know, peace that surpasses every understanding, you know, you live in, in cosmos, some people call it, um, which means you're just basically in a neutral state of being, when you're eight, when when you accomplish that, it's because you walk through all those dark nights, and I mean, shadow exactly. work is part of that, and facing your some people call your monsters, etc. Exactly. Um, but I think I think one of the messages I want to send is the fact that again, all is well, right? And it, it, we we want to be so aware on on these podcasts, on these episodes that you know we're taking baby steps towards our healing, we're taking baby steps towards towards our betterment because. Right. There is no quick fix. And there is no course right. on Instagram that you can buy that's going to solve all the issues. Right. I recently read um, a book by Don Miguel Ruiz called The Four Agreements. Yes. And I've reread it like yeah. three or four Great times book. because it's fascinating. 
so much knowledge in that. And it's not a big book. So if no. you're not a big reader, I mean, start there. But one of the things that really resonated with me is um, Don Miguel Ruiz writes, we punish ourselves and we cause our own pain more than anybody has will ever cause us in our lives. We do it to ourselves. And I'm like, oh my God, how true is that? We punish ourselves for decisions we made two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. Is it true? And it's like, you literally have no control over that anymore. Mm-hmm. And But because we're living in that place of the past, you're not present. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to regret everything that's happening in the present moment because you aren't present in the present moment. Yeah, yeah. You're living in the past, yeah, which yeah. is really just a shadow because... You have no control, yeah, yeah. but we punish ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like reading it. I'm like, wow, this is so amazing and so true. Yeah. So beautiful. So true. Yeah. And I think it's so powerful because at the end of the day, we are literally, as I said in the other episode, we are literally the only species that has self-will. Right. Right. So I think well, Don Miguel always also says we're the only species that can talk. We're the only animal that can speak. That's, a, that's a very true. Very true. And it's like, wow, the power that you're able to articulate mm-hmm. literally words mm-hmm. to express. Mm-hmm. And then that brings me to another great point. I always have conversations. Which I heard when you said that, that words are vibration. Right. But I always have conversations with people to say, like, why is it so easy for us to tell someone what we don't like? Yeah. But it is so easy. It's I'm sorry. Why is it so easy for us to express what we dislike mm-hmm. or to express anger or okay. to express f- harsh feelings? Yeah. But it's so difficult to express love. Yeah. Right. Love we we see it all the time. Mm-hmm. People yell at people at the store. You got road rage. You got all these things. When's the last time you told somebody, I miss you? Mm-hmm. I love you. Mm-hmm. How about when's the last time they told themselves that? Right. Exactly. That's where it needs to start. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're not able to be, we're not able to, we don't see a lot of that love in, in, in the mainstream society. Right. Because it requires vulnerability. Exactly. And, you know, Brene Brown was a, a great person to really, I believe, spearhead the vulnerability. And the uh, courage. Movement. Exactly. And the courage. Yeah. And the bravery to uh, spearhead that courage movement. Of vulnerability in, you know, at least in the in the United States, and I think that has uh, further taken our awakening because it allows us to look inside. Exactly. And then again, going back to the earlier comments, I cannot treat you with hate if I do not have any hate in my heart. Exactly. Because when we understand that we are all a reflection of ourselves, exactly. To hate you is to hate myself. Exactly. And to treat you with disrespect would be to treat myself with disrespect. Exactly. And to Put you in a box would be to put myself in a box and to judge you would be to judge myself or whatever the situation is. Exactly. So, again, as we continue to heal and progress on the internal, the external will change. Exactly. It's beautiful. Exactly. Beautiful. So the biggest takeaways um, I, I hear from today's episode is that it's okay if we don't know how to love ourselves. First of all, I want to tell you, if you're sitting or listening to this podcast, and perhaps you're just sick and tired of being sick and tired because I have certainly been there before. Yeah. It's okay. Exactly. Secondly, I would strongly encourage anyone 
to decide on how we can take small baby steps towards committing to ourselves. Exactly. And and becoming an observer of those stories that reside in our head and really start to ask ourselves, what are ways that we've been playing safe? What are ways that we've been playing small? What are those agreements that we made 10 years ago, two years ago, three days ago that we no longer agree with? And listen, those intimate relationships in my life, I tell them, dude, don't be surprised if I change my mind next week. Exactly. Because I listen to so much content and I try to have such a evolving life where it's like, I might not agree with that person three days from now because I'm no longer that person. Exactly. And then lastly is to start to accept that you didn't know how to love yourself. That was so hard for me. And the reason why I didn't know how to love myself was not because I was not worthy of it. It was for the mere fact that no one had ever taught. Exactly. And it took my counselor to tell me, dude, did you, were you born knowing how to speak? I said, no. Okay, then how do you know? Well, how do, why do you expect to know how to love yourself exactly. if you've never been taught? And in that moment, a shift happened. And I said, wow, I am able to heal. I am able to love myself. And there is a better side. So I leave those as follow-up um, takeaways. And hopefully they encourage someone. What are your takeaways from today? And I, I think I, I challenge everyone to really question what love is. Because I think we also tell the story of ourselves. I know I told myself this story that if I struggled enough in my marriage, good point. if I fought enough in my marriage, mm-hmm. the reward would be love. Exactly. No, it is not. Love is not the ultimate goal. Yeah. Love is the journey of individuality, respecting individuals, and then coming together. Mm. And again, I'm not just talking about romance. In mm. any relationship, there has to be that equal give and take. Yeah, there has sure. to be that mutual foundation of respect. And, and it does not involve fighting. It does not involve we have to sacrifice and give up all these things in order to achieve love. Yeah. You can have love in this very moment if you choose to have love. Correct. And just because someone is offering you their cup of love does not mean that we got to accept it. Mm-hmm. Because your interpretation of love and my interpretation of love is going to be very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a very individual, very personal uh, journey for every beautiful soul that literally has carnated in flesh. And it's so important that we really look at the path as am i operating out of love or fear exactly and if we have not beaten the horse enough every disconnection that we find within ourselves and out of ourselves always comes back to us because to your point if we were able to love ourselves then we would be able to say i bless you because this is nice but this no longer serves me exactly so i have to bless you and we're able to move on exactly but the work to start is not externally it's internally exactly and that's why i was asking you those questions of where did you learn that and how did that influence your decisions because over my healing i could see where where damn i didn't even consciously make that decision exactly i was acting out of somebody else's programming that i was taught either through childhood through the church through the schooling system through you know counselors whatever the story was and the most important thing I can encourage anybody to do is follow your own heart. Exactly. I think the my most favorite um, 
poem written by Marianne Williamson says, we ask ourselves, who am I to be great? Mm-hmm. Who am I to be powerful? Yes. When the truth is, who are you not to be? Yeah, for sure. And it's always a reminder to myself, you are powerful beyond measure. We are powerful beyond measure. Yeah. Everything you see in me lives in you. Yeah, sure. So beautiful. Any final words? No. (laughs) I think it was a beautiful session, a beautiful episode. Um, I really hope that everyone continues listening with us because we promise to take it slow. We promise that um, we will continue to give give you our best. Because that's exactly what we're committed to giving ourselves. Exactly. And we're so happy that you joined us today. Thank you so much for your time, for your energy. Um, We look forward to having some more conversations with you. This is Evolving Convos Podcast with Elena. And Andrew. Exactly. Exactly. And if no (laughs) one told you, you was a badass bitch. Have a good day. (laughs) Hey, beautiful soul. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. The best thing you can give is a gift of love. If it resonated with you, please share it with a friend, family, and don't forget to like and subscribe. And remember, the power and light in you lives within the power and light of others. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste.